Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Vinny and Haney on your home for sports. 105.7 A Fan. I'm trying to win, so week in, week out, I'm just focusing on winning. That's what it's come down to. You know, as long as you're winning, that's when you're getting all the praise and stuff like that. But once you lose or things don't look right, so that's when the praise and stuff turns into something else. Right now we're just chasing, you know, to be consistent. Uh, that's one game. You know, we had a couple games where we was good, and then the next week is like, oh, what's going on with the offense and stuff like that. So right now we're just trying to chase consistency. You didn't say we won in London, and then we won again. And then we came back and won again. You didn't say that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I believe we're going in the right direction right now, if anything. But I'm just trying to focus on winning. Like I said, week in, week out. Uh, when stuff like that happens, I feel like that's a team award. You know, without those guys, I won't be the LC player of the week. So it's out to my teammates. So Lamar Jackson touching on a couple of subjects there. The first one that we just heard was, was uh, we had talked about it yesterday as it happened when we were on the air. Vinny and Haney, 105.7, the fan with Nolan McGraw. AFC Offensive Player of the Week for the ninth time in his career. But as you heard him say, selfless. It's a team award. Focusing on bigger picture things. It's nice. I don't know what his contract stipulations are. I'm assuming he probably got a nice little uh, stipend from that, maybe. And I'm Uh, sure there's award incentives involved here somewhere. I mean, if he's done it nine, million, but right. he's done it nine. But yeah. point is, he's like, okay, it's great. Yeah, we're all about bigger picture stuff, like winning consistently, like he was talking about with the offense. And the Ravens have won two in a row, as he pointed out. Question about lack of consistency, and they win in London against Tennessee. I think the consistency that the reporter was asking about, we talk about on the show, is offensive. Yes. Consistency. What's the real Ravens? Is it the team that dismantled the number one run defense in the NFL and one of the top defenses overall in Detroit last week? Or is it the team that struggles in the red zone against Pittsburgh and Tennessee and ekes out wins? What's the real Ravens offense that you can book? And it's a week-to-week league, Vinny. You've yeah. been in the NFL, obviously. And this year scoring is down and quarterback ratings are down. And it's just kind of, it's either if you have a quarterback or you don't basically is what we are in the NFL right now. But what's the real Ravens offense? And I, when we talk about consistency, that's what is it? Well, Bob, they've been all or nothing, you know, because they've either been almost a hundred percent or 10%. So, I mean, it's it's just got to lie somewhere probably around 60%. You know, if they're running 60, 65%, it's 
probably pretty good in the red zone. The the thing that, um, to me, what we keep going back to is, you know, when they were great at the beginning of the year and when they were great in Detroit, they made plays. That's the thing. They made play. Guys made plays. Lamar makes plays. And the calls, the bootleg call, awesome call. You know, he walks in the end zone. And Aguilar, Lamar scrambles around. He makes a play. You know, that that's the thing. They make plays. And I think more creative plays, too. That's what it looked like to me. I thought Todd, Todd, Lamar, the playman, they had a hell of a day. You know, and their scheme was awesome. And I would anticipate that this week it's going to be – now, Seattle against Arizona, Bob, had a first and goal and a one, end up kicking a field goal. So that's kind of stuff that cannot cannot happen. Now, we heard Lamar, you mentioned Todd Munkin, also talk about Todd and the new offense, and now he's becoming acclimated with it and what he likes about it. And also, starting the montage of Lamar there with the, uh, you know, you're getting praised after a big win, but if you lose, you get destroyed. He knows the narrative, and when they lose – on a Monday, because we do this every week, yep. and before we did it, we were fans. First person you blame, quarterback. Then the coach gets wrecked. So, if they lose to Arizona, which they're not, I'm going to say this with 100% certainty, they're not losing to Arizona. But if they do, Monday, and as Lamar just stated, hey, you're great one week. You're BS the next. Well, like Harb said, it's a week-to-week league, the NFL, week-to-week. And you're exactly right, Bob, because if if whenever they lose on Monday, it's Lamar, fire Harbs, and whatever side of the ball didn't do well, that coordinator. Right. You know. So people tend to lose their minds. Now, when they win like they did Sunday and Lamar wins another award and his quarterback rating was 155, is there a tendency to overreact? A little bit in regards to the positive, giving flowers, which I guess is the new thing. I don't, I don't think. Uh, like, let me just say this, Bob. When you win a game like that in a big game, because the week before, the people in the building and stuff, it's kind of tense because got the feel of a big game. And then when you win it, you go into the office on Monday. Oh, everybody's smiling, happy, laughing, joking, blah blah blah. You know, and then it's up to Harbs on Wednesday. You know to bring, you know, get the focus. All right, that crap's so, you know, that doesn't matter. Because here's what, players are off Monday and Tuesday, Bob. They're out doing, you know, whatever. Everybody, what's everybody doing when they're out there? Kissing their butts. Uh, yep. You guys are great, blah, blah, blah. All right, Harbs, all right, got to get them back to reality. Because you know what? That was nice, but it doesn't mean anything if we go lose the next one. Yeah, and, and look, and I know Lamar was asked about trap games, and we'll hear from Lamar and John Harbaugh and and uh, Zay Flowers, among others, throughout the course of the day. But, you know, trap games are what they are. And you can look at the Cardinals maybe, and I know that Kyler Murray was a full participant in practice. He's not playing, no. ramping him up for his eventual return. But at this stage of the season, almost approaching the halfway point, all right, you got trapped against the Colts. And you didn't even get trapped. You lost the game. Pittsburgh wasn't a trap game. It's a divisional game against your heated rival. You screwed it up. Right. Now there's no there's no room for air quotes trap games. And 
I guess, Vinny, the trap game mentality comes in if you're looking at it that way from an observer. Well, they got to travel east to west. And they were just in London a couple of weeks ago. And they've only played one home game in the last month. I mean, sooner or later, you know, that sort of rationale going going, in. Going east to west is a lot easier than going west to east, you know. And the other thing, Bob, is the only way, to me, they weren't trap games. They beat themselves. You know, I mean, they dropped balls. Harvest didn't call timeout. They have seven drops against Pittsburgh. Should have been, should have been, if, if they caught the ball against Pittsburgh, would have been the same game as Detroit. Yep. You know, so that wasn't a trap game. That was just themselves beating themselves. The only way they lose to Arizona is if they beat themselves. If they go out and turn the ball over a bunch. Seattle turned it over three times. Three times. Arizona, none. And Seattle still won 20 to 10. You know? Spreads eight and a half. Total points 44 for this game. Ravens are five and two. Three and one on the road. First place in the AFC North. The Cardinals one and six. They've lost four in a row. They beat Dallas, which is, you know, you hang your hat on that one for sure. And if you're Dallas, you're trying to explain ultimately what went wrong for you on that day. But this should be a Ravens win where then they come back home for Seattle. Yep. Cleveland, and then short week against Cincinnati. So they can ill afford to lose this lose this game. I know it. Vinny, you know it. Yep. Nolan knows it. The American people know it. So if we know it, you know damn well that they know it out there at one winning drive. Yeah, and, and I, I think in Harv's, I'm sure that the players know it too. I mean, they, they know that, listen, we just got to keep stacking days, you know, keep getting better every day and keep, you know, improve on hard to improve upon, you know, from Detroit. But if we can match that intensity, you know, and we continue to play like that, you know, let's just put it on cruise control, you know, not, you know, up and down. And then the other thing, the only thing, Bob, that I have not seen them handle is adversity offensively. I want to see them, you know, when things go bad, come back from it, and go. It's Vinny and Haiti, 105.7 The Fan. It is Total Request Thursday. Pick the songs at 410. 583-1057 is the number. Starting at 11 o'clock, get your votes in for Featured Artist Friday. Ravens are 5-2, coming off their most impressive win probably in a couple of years. Are we getting a carried away with the rear end smooching? I mean, Q will definitely, he's already weighed in on that. You guys getting carried away. But are you, as a Ravens fan, are we getting a little too fired up about one win? And are there still concerns about this team? They're healthier than they've been in quite some time in most areas. But is this still kind of, let's pump the brakes a little bit on putting Lamar in Canton and putting the Ravens in Las Vegas for the upcoming Super Bowl. We'll get into that and more. Damon Evans, Maryland Athletic Director, joins us at the bottom of the hour. Terps are in Northwestern this Saturday. Maryland big favorites against the Wildcats. They're coming off a bye. If they lay an egg there, we got all kind of people running hot. We have Mike Loxley on yesterday, head coach of the Terps, and he said we're doing everything. Overlooking Northwestern will not be a reason we lose that game. Right. So they're going to be prepared. We'll get Damon's thoughts on that as well. Mike Bordick joins us 1130. Preview the World Series that starts tomorrow. It's the Diamondbacks. Take it on the Texas Rangers. And if you pick that World Series, with all due respect, I'm calling you a 
Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Buyer. Sports with balls. It's Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. Preparation, everybody doing their assignments full speed. I don't know, guys, was, everybody was alive. You know, all of us was alive, was on the same accord. That's what it needs to be every game. Lamar Jackson was asked yesterday, as you met with the media, success the Ravens have had throwing the deep ball. You know, he's been criticized, and we're guilty as everybody, for his uh, lack of success throwing the deep ball. Inaccurate more than anything else, whether he overthrows, the ball's too much on a line, doesn't put enough air on it, hits a cheerleader instead of an open receiver. We've discussed it many, many times, and the stats have bore that out over the years. But we've seen an improvement in that area, and one game in particular stood out was last week because he had dudes running all over the place, and he was extremely accurate in finding the guys down the field. And I think the biggest thing is, is when he has time to throw, he can get the ball down the field. You know, to throw that deep in to Bateman caught and Zay Flowers caught, that's a seven-step drop. That takes some time, and you got to have protection, and he did. Or you got to – in both of those, he didn't have to buy any time on those, you know. Um, but so the O-line did a really nice job, and then he does a hell of a job of creating time, buying time. You know, and the nice thing about it is, is to me, what's shown too is the maturity and growth that he's had is instead of, you know, in the past, it was like, oh, he's not open. Boom, I'm gone. I'm not dumping her out. You know, now 
He would have never, Bob, scrambled for nine seconds and thrown a touchdown. Yeah, that's what Greg Olson said during the game. Yeah. So I think that's where he's become a different quarterback. Yeah. But oftentimes, when he does try to buy time and look to make a play throwing, and if it's unsuccessful, the nature of a fan, and I'm sure Harbaugh, because he even said, hey, what the hell is he doing back there before he hit Aguilar for the touchdown? Why don't you just run because you do that better than anybody? Right. Instead of trying to, it's almost like he's proving that he can throw from the pocket at some capacity instead of just letting his legs do the talking and the walking, of course. Well, I think this, I think, you know, like we said, like he outgrew Giro's offense. Correct. And I think that he's evolving into more than just a runner. So I think that's the involvement. And the other thing that, you know, we hadn't said yet today is, is that was the best of receivers that played all year as a total group. Fastest, most explosive. They were awesome. So, you know, it was a great combination that they played fast. The receivers played great. The O-line played great. So if they're doing good and then Lamar's hitting them, you know, it all worked. And if they do the same thing this week, they're going to put up a ton of yards. We'll do a full stat breakdown tomorrow, but... Lamar's completing 71% of his passes. Scrubs don't do that. No. No. And that's not a lucky. Now, is he going to maintain this? I don't know. I mean, Josh Allen's thrown over 70%. Two guys coming out of the draft who their criticism was accuracy. Inaccurate. Yeah. And they're both very accurate. Now, you know, they can be turnover prone at times, but you don't complete 71% of your passes if you're not good at what you do. Correct? Yep. And, and and Bob, to to be good, you know, I mean, his accuracy is so much better now. And to me, one of the biggest reasons is they practice passing all the time. With Giro, they practiced what all the time? Running the ball all the time. Remember, Marty Mortingweek was telling us Giro, when Marty was the coordinator and Giro was a tight end coach and like run game coordinator or whatever, Giro was like, I need more runtime. I need more runtime. I need more runtime. You know, and now, you know, they're, they don't, uh, they practice a lot on passing. Let me just say that. Where is Marty? Marty Morningway. In is Montana. He, why isn't he on 105.7 The Fan talking to me and you every week? They wouldn't pay him. What? It's me and Haiti, 105.7 The Fan. But getting before we get to the phone, <laughs> join us. Are we overblowing the Ravens in their situation in regards to being Super Bowl contenders, the top team in the AFC that's not Kansas City right now? Is it appropriate praise? We'll get into that. But for the first four weeks of the season, they were the number one red zone offense in the NFL mm-hmm. in regards to touchdown success rate. Then they sucked for two weeks. Then they were just five out of six. So, put it in perspective, trying to spin numbers the way you can to make it positive. Five of the seven weeks, they've been awesome in the red zone. And and actually, Bob, I mean, if they caught the balls, six of the seven weeks, they've been awesome in the red zone. Correct. I mean, it was good play call, good good everything except the finish. They were there. They were open. You know, that was the only thing. So, you know, I mean, if if they would have beat Pittsburgh, Bob, and everything, and they had one hiccup, you know, and then they come back and do this, nobody's bitching about their red zone because actually they hadn't, they hadn't been bad. Yeah. 
And they're still, what, seventh, I believe, going into this week. Hey, break out the purple chapstick. We're kissing Lamar's ass today. If you want to have a problem with that, feel free to get in at 410-583-1057. Damon Evans, athletic director at University of Maryland, bottom of the hour, Terps at Northwestern. Can't mess around with this game. Cannot mess around with Northwestern because the wins are going to be hard to come by after that, coming off a deflating loss against Illinois. Let's go to Baltimore. It's Rashawn. Rashawn, what's happening? Hey, good morning, uh, Bob and Benny, man. How y'all doing, man? What's up? All right. uh, Yeah, I'm a little nervous about this game. You know, I don't know if the Ravens probably taking the, the Cardinals lightly a little bit, you know, coming off that big win against I the Lions. I not. Hey, you know what you need to do? Go watch mm-hmm. the. Uh, do you have the uh, all twenty two? Do you do you have that? No, I don't. Oh well, go watch the Cardinal game from last week. Just just go watch the Cardinals on film. Well, watch, they, uh, watch every game but the Cowboys game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, watch yeah, the I mean, second they, half. Watch the second half of hi-oh. every game. Yeah, I mean they came to play the Cowboys. The Cowboys took them lightly, man, and you see what happened. You know, and they, you know, that that guy, that backup quarterback, who was that Dobbs, Dobbs, right? Yes, yeah. sir. Starter, yeah, man. Yeah, he had, he had, a, he had a good game. And um, Marquise Brown had what five catches for like sixty yards, but that was because uh, Trayvon Diggs was. I think that was the first game the Cowboys was missing without him. But uh, I'm, I'm wondering, um, you think um, Humphreys can can shut down uh, Marlon Brown? I mean, Marquise, Marquise Brown. Marquise Brown. I tell you what'll shut down Marquise Brown. The pass what? rush. Because he's not going to have time. They like to get it to him deep, but if if mm-hmm. uh, if they're getting to the quarterback, which I think they can, it'll be it'll be a hard time for them for Marquise to get deep. You know, and uh, we know we know Marquise. If he catches it short, he's going yeah, down or yeah, running out of he's bounds. Going down real quick. Yeah, yeah. But I, th- I think he'll have a chip on his shoulder though. He's going to try to show out though. Yeah, you know, yeah I, I agree with that one. And he's having a good year too, by the way. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think yeah, the Ravens yeah. will have a chip on their shoulder too. Those DBs. Yeah, I mean, this, they got to win this game because, like I said, it, it, if they get upset, man, Monday morning is going to be fire hardball. It'll Lamar be bad. Is a bum. He's overrated. Rashawn, you know? so if, they, if they lose Sunday, Monday will be one of the most venomous. Oh my goodness! Man. Days we've had in a long, long yeah. time. Right, and I only want the game close, though. It shouldn't be twenty-four to twenty-seven and something like that. It should be a convincing win, you know, against a, if, a if, team with one win. If they start out, if they're ahead hey, thanks, ten nothing, you know, then it could be puffy. Because I, I can't see Arizona being able to come back unless the Ravens turn the ball over. Vinny and Haiti, one hundred five seven. The fan Mike Bordick's going to be joining us eleven thirty. Preview the World Series, but also talking about Brandon Hyde, Mike Elias, and Gunnar Henderson. All. Award winner Sporting News voted by your peers. Hyde Manager of the Year, Elias Executive of the Year, Gunnar Henderson Rookie of the Year. I think they'll add to that in regards to the baseball writers as well. Orioles are going to be looking for a new pitching coach, apparently. We'll get into that also. But coming up next, Damon Evans, Athletic Director, University of Maryland. What's happening at College Park? Well, it's a lot. We'll talk about it next. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. On the fan. Taking sports to a whole new level. 105.7 The Fan. Vinny and Haiti, 105.7 The Fan. Here on this Total Request Thursdays, Mero Smith. You pick the songs, we'll play them. Get your votes in for Featured Artist Friday. Thinking outside the box is what we try to do here. We did it last week, so get your song requests in. And we'll play something that maybe isn't normally on our plate here on Vinny and Haney, but something that's enjoyable to your uh, earworm, if you know what I'm saying. Bob, Eddie, Vinny, Serato, Maryland's at Northwestern coming up on Saturday at noon, a game you can hear on the fan turf's big favorites in this matchup. Coming off a bye here to talk about that. Basketball about to start in a couple of weeks here. And other things happening down in College Park. He's the athletic director. University of Maryland. He's on the WGK Law Guest Hotline. Damon Evans. Damon, good morning. What's up? What's up, fellas? I'm good. I hope you are. We're doing well, Damon. Appreciate your time as always. And we have Mike Loxie on yesterday talking about the upcoming game against Northwestern and the sting of the loss to Illinois. Coming off a bye, aside from getting healthier, from a mental perspective, losing two in a row, how does that kind of rejuvenate everyone involved in the football program? Well, we got to get back on track. Uh, it, it's very simple. Let's not, not overcomplicate this thing. Um, losing those two games, it hurt. It bruised our ego. Uh, it took away a little bit of what a lot of people thought we were going to do uh, this year. But I am still remain confident that we have a great opportunity before us. But it starts with Northwestern. We need to take care of business at Northwestern, get back in the win column, um, and, and not look ahead to that game uh, that's coming up next, but to, to really take care of business like we should. And, and you, we talked about it last week when you were on, Damon, about Illinois. Maybe you overlooked them, you weren't prepared, slow start, whatever. Coming off a bye, how unacceptable would it be? And now if Northwestern comes out and puts a foot up your rear ends, that's one thing. But if Maryland beats themselves coming out of a bye, how unacceptable at this stage does that have to be? I, I can't even think that way because I don't believe that will happen. Um, we, we, we've, we've made enough progress where having a bye week, uh, getting healthy, uh, and, and losing two games, this team – should be prepared to play, and I expect them to be prepared to play, and we need to go out here and and, and win this game. When you're trying to build a program like we're trying to build here at the University of Maryland, and um, I have a lot of respect for Northwestern and what they're doing, uh, but in my this is a game that we need to win and that we're expected to win, and we need to go out there and take care of business. Hey, Damon, you know what? It was interesting yesterday when I was asking Locke some questions. I asked him, you know, what was that – meeting like the day after the game. And he said, and it was pretty interesting, you know, that he had the whole team and coaching staff sit in the room and they watched a film from beginning to end, kickoff till the last field goal. And 
everybody sat in and everybody kind of made comments. Coaches made comments where, you know, I could have made a better call there. I could have done this better. So I think, you know, that was probably made everybody feel better about going in that, hey, it wasn't just my fault. And if we take care of our business, we can win. I think uh, having accountability is significant. Uh, I think everybody plays some role, and, and when things don't go well, just like everything, everybody plays some role when things uh, do go well. So uh, you got you got to take a, a look at yourself in the mirror. We got to take a look at ourselves as a collective unit. Uh, that's from players uh, to coaches to make sure that we did our jobs. But at the end of the day, that's all fine and dandy to talk about it. Now what we got to do is we got to have action. You know, I, I like talk sometimes, but uh, action speaks louder than words. And I want to see some action uh, when we go to Northwestern. And, again, you know, guys, I my expectation is, is that we go in there and, and play a complete game and get this bad taste out of our mouth. Now, Damon, as an AD, you got to wear a lot of hats. You know, whether through good thing times, bad times, you know, like when the Kevin Sumlin situation comes up as an athletic director, what is your role? You you know what, you guys, uh, obviously everyone knows about the Sumlin situation and the way that I like to handle these when they're personnel matters. uh, Those are things that we like to handle internally, like Locke said, uh, and we'll just move forward in in that manner. But make no mistake about it. uh, That's not. Uh, indicative of how we want our program to be uh, represented, and we'll handle it internally and move forward. Damon Evans, Athletic Director, University of Maryland, joining us here as he does every Thursday. Vinnie and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. Staying with football, kind of. The Michigan uh, scandal there with the uh, covert activity. Navy grad, as a matter of fact, uh, allegedly doing all of these things. How do you view this as an AD, as a former football player, and everything that goes along with it? Competitive advantage, Damon, we get it, but is there lines that get crossed that are, shouldn't be? given that sort of thing. You know, this is this is a challenging situation uh, for all concerned, obviously. I, I believe in due process, and everybody should have uh, due process. And in this particular situation, let the NCAA conduct their investigation and, and move forward. Uh, obviously, uh, when you hear about things like this, uh, I think about that little emoji that makes you go, hmm, you know, what's <laughs> right. going on? It, it makes you start wondering a little bit, but again, my job is not to investigate. My job is to allow the powers to be to do their investigation. And, and for what I say that we're doing here at Maryland, we don't need to be focused on Michigan sign stealing. We need to be focused on Northwestern and, and taking care of our business and letting all that stuff uh, sort itself out. Hey, Damon, has there been discussion about like the NFL? We're just getting the green dot because then all of that crap goes away. You know, there's always discussion about how we might do things better, how we might advance and use technology. You know, sometimes when you have uh, situations like this, it makes you rethink on how you do things. So uh, at the end of the day, there's always room for growth. There's always room for improvement. The integrity of the game is uh, significant. Uh, We want all the young men who play this sport to, to have a fair opportunity when they go out there uh, on the field and lay it on the line. And you don't want something uh, to to interfere with that. So hopefully we can get our arms wrapped around it. Now, Damon, what else is happening in fall sports and then uh, men's and women's basketball is cranked up? 
Well, you know, it's interesting. I've been down to men's and women's basketball practice the past couple of days, and I'm excited about what I see. I had an opportunity to look at the men earlier this week, and uh, I like the fact that uh, the intensity at which we, we go at it, uh, that we play with, the size that we have on the team, the athleticism on this team, so and, and the returners. I mean, we've got some really, really good returners. So I look forward to a good season, and the fact that we open up on Tuesday, November 7th, is going to be significant against Mount St. Mary's. Every game we play is important to me, so I'm excited about that. And then on the women's side, I was just down at practice yesterday, and you can see them kind of gelling and coming together. I think they just came off an exhibition game uh, this past week just to get their feet under them for the new uh, ladies on the team. But preseason 14, preseason number four in the Big Ten, uh, I'm going to go ahead and say this. I think we're better than that, um, and I'm excited about what Brenda and our young ladies will, will put out there on the court. Damon Evans, Athletic Director, University of Maryland. Damon, real quick, with men's basketball, year two for Kevin Willard. I went to a couple games last year, and I saw Gary Land there, very prominent in attendance. How much has Willard kind of made this program his own? And I know he reconnected with a lot of alums and, you know, dudes of Maryland uh, lawyer with the with banners hanging at the Xfinity Center. How much is this now his program with Gary there? Always a big shadow with national championships at Final Fours, but still, how much is this now Kevin Willard's basketball program? I really appreciated Kevin's approach uh, to, to being a head coach at the University of Maryland. First and foremost, embracing Gary Williams, who is a legend here, who means so much to uh, our fan base and to us for what he's done. Uh, so I really, really, really uh, appreciate that. And then embracing former players and engaging with former players and letting them know that they're welcome back. A true testament of a program that tells you about the culture of the program is when you see former players come back and want to be involved with what's going on. That helps with you with recruiting. That allows those prospects to see, man, this is a great family uh, unit here. And then it's just ability to get out and, and work with our fan base, engage with our fan base, get to know uh, people around. So he's working just as hard off the court as he is on the court. And yes, has he put his stamp on this program? Yes. And that stamp is he's going to grind. He's going to be gritty. He's going to be blue collar and he's going to work. And that's what we're all about here at Maryland. Let, let's keep the grind going. And I'm excited that he'll do that. David Evans, it is total request Thursday, as you know, by now. So pick a song. Let's make it happen here. I'm going to pick a song, but before I pick a song, i got to uh, say one thing. Our number seven field hockey team oh. is at Northwestern today uh, with a chance to, to win a Big Ten championship Ooh. this afternoon. Northwestern's number one. We're number seven. So shout out to our, our field hockey team who has won seven in a row. But for a song for the day, fellas, you know, i got to go back to I'm a, a, a Rocky fan. You guys have heard me say this mm -hmm. before. So we need to play Going to Fly Now. Uh, by Bill Conti. Gonna fly now. Uh, he is Damon Evans, Athletic Director, University of Maryland. Joins us every Thursday on the Fed. Damon, appreciate it as always. Enjoy the game this Saturday, and we'll talk to you next week. Yeah. Let's have Thank a little ass-kicking this week, Damon. You know what? I might do a little bit of it myself. <laughs> Well, whose ass are you kicking? I don't know. Maybe we'll talk about that off the air. <laughs> there are a lot of people out there who can use ass whippings, but uh, we'll save that for another day. He's David Evans. David, have a great weekend.
You too, guys. There All right, he man. is. Play that Rocky theme song, Nolan. We'll come back, reset the program for you. We got film study of the Arizona Cardinals coming up at 11 o'clock. You can join us, of course, at 410-583-1057. Cardinals are 1-6. They've lost four in a row. They're not all that great, and Vinny's going to tell you why. Coming up at the top of the hour, whip around left 15 to say there's a lot going on in the world of sports is an understatement. And then Oriole Hall of Famer and our colleague on Baltimore Baseball tonight, Mike Bordick, joins us 11.30. Preview the World Series with him. What are you drinking? Vinny. Kick bread. Shot an A. Amy. McUltra. Vinny and the fan. Yeah, I mean, you kind of look at him more from a uh, standpoint of an opponent receiver at this point. I mean, he's, he looks good, you know. I mean, obviously, we've always respected him as a player. We love him as a person. Uh, and he uh, looks good out there. He's, he's, he's their number one target. John Harbaugh, Ravens head coach with the Rocky theme, playing underneath as requested by Damon Evans. Talking about Marquise Brown, first-round draft pick of the Ravens back in 2019. Requested a trade. Trade was granted mm-hmm. after the 2021 season. Ravens wound up with what? Tyler Linderbaum because of that trade. And I think the Ravens, since they drafted Zay Flowers and Bateman. And ba- well, Bateman before. Right. And then, but Hollywood wanted out. Ravens, I, I just go back to. And I don't know if we have the audio. I'm not going to ask you, Nolan, to play it. It's Vinny and Haney, 105.7, the Fed Total Request Thursday. Bob Haney, Vinny Serrato, Nolan McGraw. But I remember DaCosta basically saying that, I think it was the owners' meetings, that Marquise is super terrific, but his praise of Andrews was talking about a guy who was an all-pro who had already gotten his contract extension, and the Ravens hadn't picked up Marquise's fifth-year option yet. Basically said he's a nice piece, not an integral part. Where Andrews, we can't do jack squat without him. And I think Marquise may have gotten a little irked by that. I could be wrong, but I seem to remember Eric, because he's the first guy I drafted, blah, blah, blah. And then talked about him as though he was just part of it, where Andrews was an important part of it and, and Marquis coming off a year in which he caught what ninety balls. Yeah, had over a thousand yards, eight touchdowns. He decided he didn't want to be here anymore. Well, the the thing is, is I think it's it's worked out well for the Ravens, like you said, Bob. They got Linderbaum, and if um, they still had Marquise, they would have never drafted Zay Flowers, and Zay Flowers is going to be a lot better than Marquise, right? You know, and then Bob, let's face, you're not picking up the fifth year option. I mean, if you still had him this year and he's still doing what he's doing, you're not you're not going to pay him 16, 17 mil. So I, I think it for the Ravens, I think it was a great decision, worked out good. And, you know, for Marquise, hey, you know, it is what it is. Let's do comparisons because that's what we do. Marquise Brown this year, fifth year in the league. Mm-hmm. Seven uh, games, 32 catches, 383 yards, three touchdowns. Averages 54.7 yards per game. And this is a big stat for you. 101 yak yards. Yeah. Zay Flowers. Yeah. Seven games. 39 receptions. 442 yards. One touchdown. 
averages 63 yards per reception, 182 yak yards. I'll bet you, Bob, if you asked 32 teams in the league, you know, who would you rather have? I'm guessing Zay Flowers, just because after the catch, kind of. Plus, you know, everybody says, I mean, what does everybody say about Zay Flowers? Lives in the weight room, you know, first one on the practice field, smart. Well, he lines up wrong a lot, but, um, you know, hard worker, great guy, all those things. And with Marquise, he didn't hear a lot of that stuff. Bringing up something we talked about earlier with the Ravens. Five and two coming off their most impressive win of the year for sure. Probably in a couple of years, 38-6 over the Lions. Now, we need Detroit to still be good because then you're looking back. Like, hey, look at those. You know, If the Lions bottom out, it's like, well, they suck. The Ravens just exposed them for being frauds. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think they'll wear out. New or uh, Vegas on uh, Monday night. Right. I, I think the the Lions are a, at the very least a playoff team. But people and you've got them what three in your dirty dozen? Who's that? The Ravens. Ravens. Yep. So they've elevated their stock over the last couple of weeks. Now the Tennessee win. Eh, you traveled abroad. You got a W. That's all that matters. And then you destroy a team that you were just three point favorites to beat. And that three points was basically because you're playing at home. If they're in Detroit, they're underdogs for that game. But they hammer them. So is the praise a little too aggressive positively for the Ravens? Or or are we starting to see the air quotes real Ravens start to arise? Because defensively, they're good enough. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they'll lead the league in sacks. They're one of the toughest teams to run against. Points per game. But offensively, that's what Vinny for five years. I mean, and how good are they going to be offensively? Because defensively, they usually yeah. are good enough to get it done. Well, Bob, prior to the Detroit game, all and even Lamar did, the one word that kept coming up was consistency, consistency. We see flashes. We see flashes. And I think, Bob, you even mentioned it last week. You know, can can we see a whole whole game? Sure. You know, and then they come out. And they put three quarters together, which basically was a whole game. You know, I mean, the first half they put together was spectacular. But they've done that before, you know. But they didn't finish like they did in this one. Everything except one play, you know, was to perfection. And can they match that again? Probably not match it. But can they be consistent? I mean, you're not going to score 28 points every half. You know, if they come out and they score 17, and you know, somewhere like that, and and then just keep get, keep consistent. Right. You know, don't have Evan flows. And, Bob, I keep saying the one thing I want to see, you know, because we go back to that Tennessee game, they were, my gut was telling me they're headed in a bad way until Geno Stone intercepted. Then all of a sudden got some juice back, got some field position, and then they ended it. But – if Tennessee takes that down and scores, you know, what's is the offense going to do anything? How bad are the Cardinals? Vinny's film study of that team coming up at the top of the hour. Phone lines are open for you at 410-583-1057. Orioles getting some honors from the Sporting News. Brandon Hyde, Manager of the Year. Nolan, correct me if I'm wrong. That's two years in a row Sporting News has named him Manager of the Year, right? Correct, yep. 
Mike Elias, executive of the year. Gunnar Henderson, rookie of the year. So good news there. Orioles do need a new pitching coach because Chris Holt will no longer be the pitching coach. He's still going to be the director of pitching. I don't understand what any of these titles mean, to be totally honest with you. Darren Holmes, who was the assistant pitching coach, he's leaving the organization. So going to need some tweakage there, which is ironic because the Orioles had the fifth best earn run average for bullpen in baseball. Number eight, I believe, in all of baseball. So we'll see what's going on, why the changes. I don't know if Mike Bordick wants to, you know, uh, share his thoughts. He has no choice because we're talking to him at 1130. It's a a fun Total Request Thursday. Pick some songs, get your votes in for Featured Artist Friday. Let's think outside the box. I love Motley Crue, but let's go a little deeper than that. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 